Good afternoon, everybody. This is uh, Andy LeBeau from Commodity Research Group. I am joined once again by Marty Stetzer from EKT Interactive, the president of EKT Interactive. And this week we are going to be talking about the EIAs, and we're also going to be talking about uh, the oil market, which we do try to do every week and it's it's been a uh, a very eventful couple of weeks here in the uh in, in the oil market today is november 15th and uh marty andy hi how are you today i am good I'm, I'm i'm doing good i think i'm doing better than uh what you know what the market's been doing that's for that's for sure well, you told me it was snowing before we started the uh, call, so uh, maybe that'll change everybody's luck. Well, it, yeah, it's coming down hard here in uh, here in New Jersey, and uh, you know, I, I, I think looking at uh, looking at the market, we're going to need a uh, we're going to need a pretty cold winter uh, at least to help help boost demand. But we'll 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 get to that. Uh, Marty, I want to start with the with uh, the EIA numbers. How'd they look this week? They were, um, they, they were a mixed bag. Crude built by 10 million barrels. The street expectations were 3 million, up 3 million. I, I think I was at the upper end that I was looking for up 5 million and they came in double me. So crude stocks are now 442 million. Now here's, th- this, is, this is one of the many bearish factors that, that's weighing on the market. Crude stocks have now built 50 million barrels over the last eight weeks. Wow. Um, yeah, which is probably like, I'd say that's easily twice my expects for, the, for those eight weeks. Are we any, anywhere near tank tops at Cushing? And some no, of the no, no, we're, no, no, we're still, we're still, Cushing is, um, that, that built this week too to 35.5, but you remember, Marty, it was drawing. Right. Um, because of some of the um, problems in, in Canada earlier in the year, and runs have been very high, so Cushing had been drawing. So we have a ways to go to get on, on tank tops. So although tank tops, although the market is uh, has been slipping into a slipping, it's been sliding into a, a contango here these these last few weeks on expectations that Cushing, the delivery point stocks will will build. Now the big number here, I thought for the whole week. We've got U.S. production. The EIA has it at 11.7 million barrels a day, which is a, uh, a new record. And w- w- again, one of the, the real bearish uh, factors has been this growth in, in U.S. production, not only over the last few years, the last two years, but like the last two weeks, th- there's been uh, some big upward revisions on uh, U.S. productions. So, you know, we were working with the November production number of like 11.3 million barrels a day a few weeks ago. And now, you know, now we're working with 11.7. That's, that's 400,000 barrels a day, every day, up, you know, upward view. Andy, it, it, when it comes up that quickly, the producers must be completing a lot of those ducks, those uncompleted wells to get it moving that quickly, yeah, right? That, Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the other factor is, is in the, you know, the EIA changed what the actual production was in 
in August. We don't get the actual, what we think is the actual production until weeks later when the EIA comes, comes up with some revisions, but then they work on that higher production number, you know, and use that as, as a new baseline. So, uh, but, right. but your point, Marty, yeah, uh, the, the ducks, uh, we, we had to have, we had to have had more completion on, on the ducks. And, and of course you and I have spoken about, uh, the growing efficiency of, um, US, us producers over the last, you know, decade. So with the even though the crude price is down, as we'll talk about more, there's they must be profitable enough to complete the wells. Yeah, yeah. But again, this thing came off awfully hard. You know, had right. they hedged, you know, had, had they hedged, or even if they hadn't, I think you know, fifty, they're, they're still profitable here. But you know, they're 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 looking back and looking forward. So you know, hopefully for for their sake, they're you know they're well hedged. Right. Um, and uh, I don't know, it came, off, it came off pretty hard. And I know that last quarter, uh, when the prices were making new highs, there was a lot of chat amongst in the financial press about why are producers hedging? You remember that, Marty? There was this oh, yeah. whole thing yeah. about why are they hedging? Prices are high. You know, this is, this is detracting from earnings when they show these hedge losses. And, um, well, plus it had been onwards and upwards since like August, right? Right. Yeah. So you're going to lose on the upside and then you're going to have to, sh- obviously they don't quite understand the value of some of the hedges. Today they, sh- today they should. They should. <laughs> they really should because those, those companies that hedge, you know, uh, will, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure um, be getting a, a premium in, in the weeks ahead. Yeah. It's $13, a barrel or more. Right. That's right. I mean, this thing's come off from like, you know, 76, 77 to, you know, 50, 56, more, more, right? I mean, it's yep. more than 13. This thing's really come off. All right. Back to the, back to the numbers. We're digressing, but we're, we're carrying, well, we're getting, we're getting some good stuff out. I think the, the gasoline number was a draw of 1.4. That was within market expectations. Gasoline is at, you know, we look at day's supply, which is a, a good number. It's stocks divided by demand. And gasoline still is a little long at uh, 24 and a half days supply versus 23 and a half. It's getting closer to normal, but, uh, you know, it's still in surplus. And, and Marty, we've been talking about, uh, you know, I think every week it's like, ah, gasoline really doesn't look that good. It doesn't look that good. And, um, you know, I think I think the market came in line came more more than came in line. It could, this thing came down from two dollars and twenty cents to a dollar fifty three, I think, or fifty two was the low. So I uh, guess wow. yeah, it's really come off. Uh, maybe we'll start seeing some. You know, the pump prices are going to follow, and um, you know, perhaps that'll lead to to some increase in demand. Um, demand's been you know sort of lackluster all year, but. You know, maybe maybe some of these lower pump prices, and we will see it. I mean, we 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 will definitely see it. I th- I think there'll be, you know, so, some markets that are going to be down sixty, seventy cents coming up. We got the big driving weekend coming up next weekend too, right? Driving right. and flying, yeah. Right, right. I don't think we'll see seventy cents by next by Thanksgiving, but you know, the, and this is a, a lower pump prices is certainly a, a huge bonus to the consumer, particularly 
you know, as you said, coming into the coming into Thanksgiving and then into uh, into the um, Christmas holiday in, in December. So the, that's some good, that's some good news on this on this price drop. Distillates again, it's really been a tale of two products. Distillates drew by three point six. It's at 119 million barrels. It's it's too low. I mean, it's really too low, particularly in in Pad One here in the in the uh, in the Northeast. Uh, Europe is is also low, and uh, really leaves us vulnerable, you know, to any early early winter weather. I mean, you saw what happened in in natural gas, you know, that that just spiked, and then you know because of low inventories, that basically went from like. I don't know, three three forty to almost five dollars in two days, and now it's since come off. But diesel, this it could be explosive given a really cold winter. I didn't realize that with natural gas, Andy. I don't watch that as much, but uh, that is a little bit scary about the heating oil season coming up. Yeah, and uh, so I think the you know the underlying fundamentals to this to distillate remain. You know, pretty bullish. While gasoline, again, neutral to bearish, and crude is is definitely turned bearish here. Cushing built, as we as we mentioned, and total stocks, total stocks, uh, which are all petroleum stocks, including the uh, NGLs, are still, okay, you know, they're they're okay. They're at sixty one days supply versus sixty three average, so they're. Two days below, two days supply below average. So, you know, the total inventory picture is okay, but you know that could change easily uh, if crude, you know, if, if crude stocks continue to build. So right now, I'd put all the I'd put all the fundamentals. You know, if you took a big picture of uh, U.S. storage fundamentals, I would say. You know, maybe maybe neutral to a little bearish, uh, but that's not really what the market's trading on at all. I mean, it is because of the crude stock build and the cracks, of course, have blown out. But you know, the the change hasn't been the the storage. You know, the inventory situation. You know, tends to be incremental. Right. The production situation is a whole different you know it's a whole different deal you know that's that could be more than incremental it sure sounds like it from the way the crude price is bouncing around yeah the way the way it's uh the way it's come off come off yeah and i think you know marty we we, we were talking you know back in just you know september and october how or August, September, how bullish the fourth quarter looked. Right. And it sure didn't, you know, then obviously we were, we were wrong, uh, as was the market. I mean, we weren't, the, we weren't the only ones projecting, you know, what, what looked to be a, a pretty, you know, pretty sizable deficit uh, for the fourth quarter. Yeah, the, the good news only lasted 30 days. Yeah, that's right. Jeez. Yeah. That, that, that's right, and uh, you know I think that you know we we were when you know markets have expectations obviously, and um, you know the ex the expectations didn't didn't meet what the reality was, which included 
uh, a waiver uh, from the Trump administration, which added uh, half a million barrels a day onto the, you know, onto the projections and, and you know, big, big production numbers from OPEC and from um, Russia and from us. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the call. It, it used to be OPEC had trouble keeping, the major OPEC players had trouble keeping the smaller OPEC producers in line. Now the three biggest players, Saudi Arabia and Russia and the U.S., it's, it's trouble keeping, I don't mean in line, but at least controlled, you know, how do we control the volumes uh, with those three huge players? Right. And, you know, the, the Saudis did manage to get the Russians uh, on board for that, that production cut a couple of years ago. Uh, but, you know, they're sort of balking at, at doing another cut because their producers, you know, the, the Luke Oils and the Rosnefs were, you know, bitterly unhappy with uh, having, a, having a cut production. And they're, you know, I think there's they're not looking forward to another production cut. I think if they do anything, if Russia does anything, it'll be token, you know, like we want, like, well, you know, we will cut a little, yeah. um, but a lot. And of course us, you know, the U S is no, you know, the, the only thing that'll hold the U S back is one very low prices. Uh, two is infrastructure. Uh, and that of course is a, is a big issue. And some of our listeners who are new to the industry may not realize that Russia is not part of OPEC. So all of this is a uh, discussion between the two big players. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, they, they did, uh, when, when prices were, were in 2016, they, they did manage to seal a, seal a production pact. And they do want to, I think, Saudi and Russia or OPEC and Russia, you know, want, want to cooperate. On another on another pact here, and in fact, uh, they're talking about a uh, 1.4 million barrel per day production cut from, you know, OPEC plus, which uh, is actually a good number, Marty. That would that would be that would be a good number if they could if they could seal a, a 1.4 deal. You know, I, I think that's that's around what they're going to need to balance the market here. But again, like we've talked and we'll repeat it, it's not an on-off switch. You right. know, you just don't uh, drop a, a 1.4 million barrels a day from what about 30 million overnight. Which is so a there's going to be a lag, right? Right. That's a great point. It is like all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden the switches are the switches are off. Yeah, there's there's definitely going to be a lag. Sa Saudi probably they've already announced. You know, they've said they're cutting for December or their December nominations are, are lower than what November's uh, was. I, they also were selling, they were selling a lot out of storage. Hmm. So I, I imagine they're just sold out of storage. I, I don't know. Their actual production, you know, is, is put at like 10.65. And, uh, you know, maybe they go down to 10, 10, 2, 10, 3 over the next month or two or 10, one, you know, wherever they're going to go, 10, 10, one, and, and they'll get some help from, uh, you know, the UAE has been up a lot and Kuwait's been, Kuwait's increased. So the Persian Gulf producers, you know, they'll probably be able to get some production cuts out of that. And of course, Iran, 
you know, they're, they're going to get a de facto cut out of Iran, whether the Iranians like it or not. Right. You know, there's another half million barrels a day that uh, is coming off, that is going to come off the market because of these sanctions. But it's not the, it's not the, so in my opinion, you know, what I think is going to, you know, on the sanctions, I think we'll, we'll lose probably 1.1 million barrels a day. You know, let's say roughly a million barrels a day. The market was beginning to factor in earlier before the waivers. The market was looking at 1.7, 1.8 with some guys, some analysts talking about a 2 million barrel a day loss from Iran. Wow. Yeah. So the waivers really made a, you know, that the really made a big difference, as did, you know, the U.S. production increases, um, the Canada, Canada numbers went up, and Russia, Russia, they didn't want to cut, so they had all these projects, Marty, as you pointed out, it isn't like all of a sudden, oh, yeah, the switch is, is up, so, you know, they, they had these projects on the board for a while, and, uh, you know, so now they're, you know, they've, they've increased production over the last, you know, since May, June by, by 400,000 barrels a day, maybe, you know, maybe even closer to 500. So, you, you know, you've seen some big numbers on, on the production side. Yeah. And, and, you know, I didn't realize that the U S production in, in 30 days jumped to almost half a million barrels a day. So, right. and they're still, according to, I mean, that's the, those are the, those are the, the, yeah, that, that that I guess I, the the point I was trying to make was 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 like expectations, right? Right, because we were looking at like ten two, ten three, and you know all of a sudden, uh, I'm sorry, eleven two, eleven three, and all of a sudden it's like eleven seven. So I guess yeah, I guess it did. I guess in a way, yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it did jump for you know. These are on paper, you know, but nevertheless. Not to bring up the Chinese, but may you live in interesting times. Which we most definitely do. Do. Especially <laughs> in the energy business, right? Right. It's always interesting. It's always interesting. Um, I think we're coming to near, near the end. I think so. Yep. Great rundown on the numbers, Andy. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Marty. And um, you can find uh, me on the website uh, on our website at uh, www.commodityresearchgroup.com my email is a lebeau at commodityresearchgroup.com uh, we do a monthly report uh, which contains uh, a lot a lot of these fundamentals we do a monthly on uh, energy and also on on metals and financials so um, you know if you're interested in taking a look at that uh, we'd be happy to send you a free free trial Marty? And if uh, you're new to the industry and we were speaking in riddles when we talked about ducks and uh, the efficiencies in the <laughs> upstream, please go to our website, www.ektinteractive.com and sign up for our very popular Oil 101 series on how the industry works. Andy, thanks uh, for inviting me. I always enjoy getting uh, you know, a weekly update on what's really going on. Well, th thanks a lot, Marty, and uh, you know we'll we'll try to see if we can get a pre-Thanksgiving one in uh, next week. That would be great. Have a nice weekend. Okay. Bye bye.